Welcome to the BAMCAM with Jack Burnett and Allison Castellano from RFG Advisory. In this podcast, we explore how life and financial well-being are intertwined. We'll look into areas concerning motivation and attitude, financial planning, investing, and much more. Our goal is to empower you with the information and resources you need to help manage your money and strive towards the life you've always wanted. So sit back, relax, and join us on this journey of uncovering your true self and achieving financial independence. Hello, and welcome to the BAM Cam Podcast with your hosts, Jack Burnett and Allison Castellano. I'm Wendy McConnell. Now, I'm hearing that we may have some social media fans among us in the room here. Guilty as charged. Yes. <laughs> I <laughs> I um, love social media. hate it sometimes, but love it too. And I want to start by talking about a TikTok trend today. Jack, are you on TikTok? I'm not even on TikTok. No, you probably don't know what that is. I'm probably too old to be eligible. You you are. Oh, okay. No, (laughs) stop it. There's no age, no aging out. (laughs) No, but so I have been seeing some videos on my TikTok lately, and I want to tell you about them. Okay. So usually you see a wife and the text on the video says something like, POV, point of view. Okay. My husband wants to talk about our budget or my husband wants to talk about our spending, something like that. And, and the wife is in the video and she's cleaning, usually the kitchen floors or something like that, but with a toothbrush. Oh, dragging it out. I'll I'll talk with him when I'm done mopping the floors. Uh Uh-huh. With a toothbrush. With a toothbrush. <laughs> I don't know about you, but my kitchen would take forever to mop with a toothbrush. Yeah. And so I'm not about to do that. Kind of like we're going to talk about our budgeting on the 12th. Yes. Of never. Of never. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So the videos are cute and all, but I think that they I highlight guess. some dynamics that are probably happening for a lot of couples out there. Well, that's true. And it, it's one, one of the things I've experienced in the many, many years of being a financial advisor is often the challenge of getting both spouses on the same page financially. Yeah. And it's a huge step. Yeah. It's a big step. And I think it helps promote for a more successful relationship. Uh, for people, it it also and and just to illustrate an example, we we have a client and we met with the client again yesterday, and this is a client I've had for a long time, and 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 he is a surviving spouse. Mm-hmm. His wife passed away with cancer, uh, about two months ago, two and a half months ago, and the wife took care of all the financial matters in the family always had, uh, and he was part of decision-making, but he was not part of the operations of finance in the family. And he is lost. And we've done, we've, we've been doing a lot of handholding over the last two months on, on that. So it's important for spouses to, to have a full grasp and understanding of the financial matters in a household. And you're seeing that firsthand with, with, dealing with this client mm-hmm. and, and, and frankly, I, we're enjoying dealing yeah. with it and holding his hand and he's appreciative of, of all of that. 
because usually one spouse or my observation is that usually one spouse has a natural understanding of financial matters better yeah. than the other spouse. Yeah. Perhaps they went to studied business in school and the other spouse didn't and and so forth. But but it's important that there be a common understanding yeah. on that. So, yeah. so we recently came across an idea that was an article that came out in the Wall Street Journal back in September. And we we both read that and earmarked and, it and said, this would be a great discussion for us to have on the BAMCAM podcast. Yeah, and it's it's about a money date. So where couples go out on a date, they do something new, something a little bit unusual, out of the ordinary. And it's a chance for them to talk about their finances, get on the same page, and really work on their financial wellness and set goals together. Right. Well, I think money is probably one of the most leading causes of stress in a relationship. Oh, yeah. When one spouse may feel like the other spouse doesn't appreciate everything mm-hmm. and, and what they're doing or is not working in sync. And I think there's a lot goals. of there's a lot of couples out there who I like to say opposites attract. Well, in finances, that can be true too. A lot of relationships, probably there's a spender and a saver. Well, I know with you and Adrian, which one <laughs> is which. And I know with you and mom, which one is which too. Well, that's that's true. <laughs> it It is. Um, and, although and I, I, mom and I probably are spent and spend. <laughs> we maybe. just spend on different things. Maybe. But. Because I book all of our travel. Yes, that's true. And 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 she spends on everything else. She spends on Laura a lot for sure. That, there's no doubt, no <laughs> doubt. And we're fortunate enough that we, it's not a problem. But no, there's a lot of couples out there that are spenders and savers. And it's important. You can still have that dynamic in your relationship, but you need to still work together, set goals together, be on the same page. Right. Well, this concept of a money date, tell me how that works. Well, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's it's a date. You go out on a date and spend money. You go out on a date and spend money. Yes. But while you're on that date, you work productively. You have constructive conversations. You set goals together. You have an agenda. You have an agenda. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. It's more than just. Let's go enjoy dinner. Okay. You're enjoying dinner, but you're also working. Okay. And you're, you're, so it may be, so if we're doing, a, a, say there's a money date and it's scheduled mm-hmm. and planned. Mm-hmm. And, and so it, you work through an agenda and it can be first perhaps reviewing the last month or the last quarter. I would start by reviewing the most recent statement. Okay. And so you review where, what has occurred in the last say three months, let's say this is a quarterly. So let's talk about this. How often do we do a money date? Well, I think that depends for each couple. Okay. It, It might be different. Some people might say once a month, some people might say quarterly, some people might say twice a year. Okay. So, so let's say it's quarterly. So the first thing, maybe after you order cocktails or or a glass of wine or or whatever, of course I wouldn't be doing that. Since <laughs> I don't drink, 
but 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 nevertheless but but mm -hmm. you know mom might have a glass of wine and that sort of thing and so we would review our successes and maybe some of our shortfalls of the yeah. last quarter yeah you know this is where we came up short this is what we did really well and mm -hmm. and, and so forth so that might be over a preliminary glass of wine Yes. And, and then you order dinner mm -hmm. and then you get into, well, what are our goals and objectives for and the next can, quarter and they or can the next be year? Short term or they can be long term. Right. You know, some people might say our long term objective is to retire with this amount of money. OK, so that's and, definitely and so a long that's time. Definitely long time. Yes. But they might also say, but next month we want to be able to invest $500. Okay. But it also account. could be talking about upcoming planned expenditures. Maybe there's a, a wedding or a major trip that you want to do, or you know that a car needs to be replaced in the next six to 12 months. And so we look at, start strategizing on a major purchase, things of that yeah. nature. It might be looking more of an interim, a, a, an intermediate goal of our children are now entering middle school. Where do we stand on college savings? Exactly. Mm -hmm. Which could, you know, is starting to loom as as you're getting to that point. So you're looking at at your goals at, at that point. And then it may be prioritization. You are yeah. laying out goals and, mm -hmm. and what needs to to happen. And and then it may be you're having you can't do everything. No. So you may say, okay, over the next 90 days, we're, we're going to prioritize and, and pick this one and and table this, the, the other one. Exactly. Because we want to focus on this one. It's the most important priority. But the key piece is you're getting on the same page. Mm -hmm. So you don't have one spouse that thinks one thing is a priority and another spouse who thinks something totally different is the priority. Right. Right. Well, that's, that's interesting. So it, it is, and then, so I would say, so then at dessert time, it's a time to pat yourself on the back, maybe. Oh yeah. You and talk you about, really come back talk about your wins. And you talk about how great we're doing, even though they may be modest gains, but it's something to be celebrated. Mm -hmm. And, and, and so that you're leaving with not only have you had a nice time, you've invested in each other with meaningful discussion and, and planning, you're leaving with common goals mm -hmm. and a clear plan on what you want to do. Yeah. And then you go home and you do whatever. <laughs> you put on comfy clothes and turn on the TV. <laughs> Netflix and chill. Okay. It, it's it whatever works for you. <laughs> yeah. But it, it may be, it's very good. So, I like this idea. You know, one thing that's interesting, and I saw this morning, right? Actually, I was reading a piece of yesterday's Wall Street Journal today, and I just saw this article, and I haven't read the whole thing yet, so I'm going to go back and read it later today, is that a study that came out about couples that merge finances are happier and do better yes. together. And so there's a lot of data out there. And, and obviously this kind of ties back to the money date concept of being on the same page. Mm -hmm. um, couples that tend to merge finances, studies show 
are happy and more satisfied with their relationship than those that keep their finances separate. Where you this know, becomes it's funny that you bring this up because I saw a TikTok about this. This oh exact same. See, they, there's so much on TikTok. And you're not going to convince me to get on TikTok. Well, you said I'm not eligible. I'm too old. Yeah, you're too old. Okay. But but there's good stuff out there too. There's a lot of, you know, total. I hear the Chinese are listening there. to everything that's they on TikTok. They probably are. Okay. But but this 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 information is also on TikTok about couples who if merge the Chinese finances. know that there are women out there mopping their floors with a toothbrush, I'm not sure how much damage that can do. Probably not a lot. Okay. <laughs> but back to this this article. Studies show that couples who merge their finances right. tend to be happier. Correct. Because they're operating as one. What do you why do you think that is? I think it's just all about, you know, again, money and finance is a key contributor to stress in a marriage. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's other things that can be stressful in a marriage. My observation, both personally and, and working with, with many families over the years, um, there's all kinds of things that can stress a marriage, but, but money is certainly one of them. You know, the, the pressures of raising children mm -hmm. um, is, it, well, you had a little bit of a stress this morning. You called yes. me a little bit in a panic because you got halfway to daycare with Laura and she and, and, and she, she threw, threw up, up in the car and you had to turn around and go. And then, you know, and then you had to hand her off to Adrian to get, get her cleaned up so you could rush and we could come in here on two wheels to record yes. this podcast and, and so forth. So you were stressed already and it was all just about a very routine motherhood experience. <laughs> yes. And, and so forth. So that, that kind of stress, the stress of balancing two careers in a household mm -hmm. often and scheduling and, you know, who's going to do what and so forth. But, but money is a key in, ingredient. And so when finances are separate, it is, uh, it does not promote being on common ground with um, goals and objectives and, yeah. and, you know, spending habits and things of that nature. Um, it becomes more complicated in my observation over the years for people in second marriages yeah, or third or fourth, um, or, they, or even someone that maybe got married later in life and has a more complex financial, they, they have 20, years of, already. Adult, they have 20 yeah. years of adulthood, uh, already established in their life and, and, and the like um, and I, you know, there sometimes are, are reasons to keep maintain things separately. Um, I've seen that more often with, with either that people that are far more established in their life. Yeah. Um, and, but the data shows there's happiness and satisfaction when people do merge their finances and, in, yeah. in, as a couple. Yeah. Well, I'm a study of one, but we merged our finances and, so, and well, your mom and I did too. And, and we work, right away. we work, I think Adrian and I work really well together. Getting married has been the best financial decision of my life because I've learned more about financial wellness as a married person than I ever cared to learn when I was single. Right. You were, I was a oblivious. spender and I just was doing my thing. Yep. Yep, but, I would but agree. working together with someone has been the best thing for me financially. 
I would agree. And I think Adrian would say that too. Yeah. So it's, it's helped him as well. So, so that's good. So those of y'all out there, think about a money date. Think about getting more on the same page with your partner or spouse Mm -hmm. and, and um, the benefits from that. It is, it is very satisfying and it is um, stress relieving when you're on the same page. Yeah. Uh, I can think of another client that, that we've been working with, oh, maybe about a year now that, um, you know, the, the husband felt like the, the, the wife was just managing everything and, and spending and that sort of thing and not caring. And it's, it's a single earner household and, and that sort of thing. And we just had a series of breakfast meetings with them and helped them get on the same page and get mm-hmm. the wife working on a, a little bit of a budget uh, to do that. And it's changed their whole relationship as yeah. far as, as that goes. It enlightened the wife as to where the money really was going. Mm-hmm. Um, and made the the husband feel like that the wife was more appreciative of understanding the, the stresses he felt. And yeah. so it, it was a very positive experience for them. Yeah. Well, going forward in 2024, Adrian and I are going to have quarterly money dates. Okay. So we're excited about that. We need some restaurant recommendations, but we're also going to need some babysitters. Well, so I, I happen to know BB and Jocko. BB and Jocko will be able to to babysit Laura with pleasure, for sure. Good on that, and, so. and that'll fit well into our budget. It, it will. It'll save you some money. I don't know <laughs> what babysitting goes for. She just played you. Oh man, she just wound you up and reeled you right in. So, what's with the nicknames? BB is um, Barbara Burnett. So Barbara, yeah. her name. Okay. Jocko is a nickname I've had since I was in college. Okay. Uh, it's what my fraternity brothers called me. Mm-hmm. And um, and some still do. So. Yeah. So we decided to go with relatively unconventional nicknames. They're trying to be the young, cool, hip grandparents. And I think they're succeeding <laughs> at that. And that's what the kids, that's what Laura will call him. Uh-huh. She's yeah. already trying to say both of them. Yeah. So yeah. she's talking she's, a little she's bit. BB quite a quite well. Jocko's yeah. a lot harder to it's, say. It's harder, but I mean, but you say, where's Jocko? And she definitely points and looks at me. Yeah. And so forth. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, she, she you're training her early that um Jocko's gonna be a lot more difficult. Yeah. Well <laughs> not just the name. But yeah. we will be delighted to babysit her anytime. Yes. So if you want to have a money date once a month, you could do that. So well we'll we're going to start quarterly. And that might not just your up budget. And down. Yeah. Yeah. But before we leave, I do want to congratulate you. Okay. Because you just hit a huge milestone in your oh, yeah. sobriety journey. I did. 26 20, years. 26 years um, uh, this past Saturday. And um, it's been a, uh, it's been a wonderful journey. One of the best decisions I've ever made. And it changed my life for the better. Um, although initially maybe it was a little, uh, coming to grips with that initially was, was not good. And it's interesting. I've even had uh, almost every year when I, uh, talk about celebrating that anniversary, I have an acquaintance or friend reach out to me and say, Hey, would you help me? Mm -hmm. I think I have a problem or I think I'd like to change my life. And would you 
be willing to reach cancel me. And actually I'm having a conversation with, with a, a lady tomorrow that um, reached out to me after I made a post on, on uh, LinkedIn about this. And so we're going to talk about that tomorrow and, and everything. And I'm always happy to help people from that standpoint, but it, it, I'm very grateful for that. And um, it, it did change my life forever for the better. Um, I like to say I borrow a phrase and I use this phrase quite often from a singer songwriter. I like very much named Ray Wiley Hubbard um, and his songs are somewhat poignant to me, but um, the days I keep my gratitude higher than my expectations, I have very good days. Mm-hmm. And most days I keep my gratitude higher than my expectations, which is really good. So, so anyway, it's a blessing and I appreciate you bringing that up. Well, I'm, I'm proud of you. Uh, I'm, I'm not, I, I do tend to share it because if I can help someone, I'm always willing to do that. Yeah. So hope you'll reach out to us if you want to uh, start your own journey on financial wellness through Eater Financial Wellness dot com. Uh huh. Um, you can reach Allison at Allison at eaterfw.com. That's I T E R. Mm-hmm. And you can reach me at Jack at eaterfw.com. My cell phone number is 205 613 4994. And mine is 205 504 9868. Hope to hear from you. Just to clarify, Jocko at Eater will not get you there, right? That's correct. No. Will not get you there. <laughs> Jack. But maybe we could, we could, Mike could add that. It's, <laughs> uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll talk to our producer, Ben, in the background here. He probably could make something like that happen yeah. or get over to our tech support team. And it, it, there's any number <laughs> of ways. They're, our support that we have at RFG Advisory is amazing behind the scenes. Uh-huh. Uh, it'd be like a little inside private joke for the podcast listeners that they would right. know yes. how yes. to get to Jocko. Uh, congratulations, Jack. Continued much success to you. Uh, thank you to you both. Um, and for indulging me in a little uh, social media, because I'm on TikTok too. And if I'm not too old, then you're not too old. Okay, Jack? <laughs> All right, guys, thank you for listening today. Please like, follow, and share this podcast with your friends and family. Until next time, I'm Wendy McConnell. Thank you for listening to the Bandcamp Podcast with Jack Burnett and Allison Castellano from RFG Advisory. Click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. Visit our website at rfgadvisorywealth.com slash Jack Burnett or give us a call at 205-510-9072. And don't forget to click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. Content here is for illustrative purposes and general information only. It is not legal, tax, or individualized financial advice, nor is it a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold any specific security or engage in any specific trading strategy. Information here may be provided in part by third-party sources. These sources are generally deemed to be reliable. However, neither our guest nor our FG advisory guarantee the accuracy of third-party sources. The views expressed here are those of our guest. They do not necessarily represent those of RFG Advisory, its employees, or its clients. 
This commentary should not be regarded as a description of advisory services provided by RFG Advisory or performance returns of any client. The views reflected in the commentary are subject to change at any time without notice. Securities offered by Registered Representatives of Private Client Services Member FINRA SIPC Advisory Services offered by Investment Advisory Representatives of RFG Advisory LLC RFG Advisory or RFG A Registered Investment Advisor Private Client Services and RFG Advisory are unaffiliated entities. Advisory services are only offered to clients or prospective clients where RFG Advisory and its representatives are properly licensed or exempt from licensure. No advisory services may be rendered by RFG Advisory unless a client agreement is in place. RFG Advisory is an SEC Registered Investment Advisor. SEC registration does not constitute an endorsement of RFG by the Commission, nor does it indicate that RFG or any associated investment advisory representative has attained a particular level of skill or ability.